Hey everyone, it's your boy Captain Hunter coming at you again. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. Make sure that you hit that rates button, subscribe button, and share button. Make sure you smash it down and make sure that you share these videos. Listen, I want to talk just really, really briefly about, about yesterday. Uh, yesterday was the anniversary, if we can even call it that. Usually we think about anniversaries being something positive, but it was an anniversary of the death of George Floyd. We all know that by now that we got a conviction um, by the... Uh, by, by the prosecutors there up in the state of uh, Minnesota. So they were able to successfully uh, convict Derek Chauvin. So yesterday, a lot of different people around the country, um, both positive and negative, uh, were talking about this particular incident. And I'm gonna say negative because I think that this is a negative, this, the stories I'm gonna talk about. I'm taking these stories from Police One um, and showing just the absolute foolishness uh, that goes on. We wanted to we want to talk about, about the memory that, that George Floyd uh, and the impact that he had on the criminal justice system and the outsets of, cr of criminal justice reform. At the risk of seeming like I'm bashing him, um, I, I don't think that in particular that his life in as much should be something that should be celebrated, but certainly his legacy, right? I think that the legacy concerning his last encounters, unfortunately, with law enforcement. Now, I don't mean to get dumped on or anything like that, but, but, um, you know, people go through problems, they have situations, they have issues. And when we go through these different types of things, I am in agreement that people ought to go through those things and be able to have an encounter with law enforcement or have an encounter with um, corrections, have an encounter, encounter with the medical profession or wherever, and come out of those encounters alive and well. Point blank, period, full stop. We can end it right there, my, my thoughts about that. I've heard some political conservative um, uh, pundits talk about you know he's his life shouldn't be celebrated and, and, I, and I, I I hear them in that um, but we're not celebrating his I'm not celebrating his life and I hope that people would not celebrate his life I mean he had struggles and issues and anyone who's going through struggles and issues should 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 understand what they're going through and go get the help that they need if it's drug addiction if it's depression if it's mental illness if it's whatever whatever problems ones are, are having please go get make sure that you go get the help in in that you need before things get too late and before things spiral out of control if you you know anyone that's dealing with that in line with keeping up with uh, what happened on yesterday we got to talk about um not only the, the people who want to celebrate his life okay his legacy no okay um, but but the absolute foolishness that, that 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 followed that. Here we go in St. Louis, Missouri. Here are people who are jumping on a car, on a police car, police cruiser with an officer inside. I'm going to play that video right now for us to see. I know the audio won't be able to, the audio audience out there won't be able to uh, to see it. Um, but however, there's there's people dancing in, uh, on a car and all kind of foolishness like that. So the video is loading up right now, and here we go. How is any of that in in, in celebration in uh, of or, or remembrance but celebration is probably the wrong term remembrance of George Floyd what does that do and ask yourself when and if you see these types of videos what politician is going to side with these going to want to side with any of these types of, 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 of situations 
um, or, or people. It makes politicians slower to act because this is the type of thing that goes on. We cannot forget that in the recent um, uptick, the recent uptick in, in diverse states, numerous states across the country, cities and states, uh, as a result of officers standing down, right? This, the George Floyd effect, if one would call it that, uh, um, um, the Ferguson effect is another uh, effect by it, where our officers are no longer being proactive and engaging, but they're standing back and standing down because they're fearful of everything that uh, that may 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 come down come down towards them. So this is what was going on in St. Louis, Portland, Oregon. Uh, if I can find this story here, Portland, Oregon. Uh, there was rioters and protesters. They're shooting tear gas and shooting stuff. They're lighting up fireworks. Here's a quick video from that. See officers advancing. Uh, they're shooting up fireworks. They declare a riot. So, so they declared an unlawful assembly because they were lighting, lighting, lighting dumpster uh, fires, shooting off fireworks, uh, doing graffiti, breaking windows, uh, and things like that. Uh, you know, throwing water bottles and that that does nothing. And this this is what what causes uh, uh, a pushback of even further uh, magnitude, which which doesn't help anyone. Remember. If I could, if the story is up here, Governor Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, signed a bill into law. Uh, here it is. Uh, 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 in the, uh, driver liability for hitting protesters. So if you get hit by a car unintentionally, I'm assuming, in uh, the state of Florida, uh, then you're not going to have any liability. And I'm sure this is probably going to be uh, uh, challenge in the court of law, but but this is what's what's going on. So this type of behavior doesn't help. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. So that's what's going on on one side of the aisle. So so on one side of, of the political spectrum, we got people out here just acting a fool, and trying to think that they're that they're uh, somehow keeping his memory alive, but then acting a fool like this. Then you got the politicians on the other side uh, who who can't get anything done. Uh, very few states, and one of my, my states is, is one of them that passed some type of comprehensive law uh, reform uh, for, for police officers. Largely, I'm in favor of the changes that, 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 that have been proposed. I wouldn't I would read those, but I don't want to bore you guys. Uh, but this is, this is the problem that, that people are having, right? Um, so we got two, two sides of the political aisle here. Um, so maybe actually I will run through them very quickly about the changes that are going to take effect in Connecticut. Mm. So here are the changes are going to take effect in Connecticut. And the reason this is important is because I talked to an officer just, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, Monday or today's Monday as I record this. So maybe, no, today's Wednesday as I record this. So uh, probably Monday I, I talked to someone. So here are the changes that uh, that are taking place in the state of Connecticut that I think that many uh, states are are analyzing and, and really are, are in favor of. Changes to the post standards and training council. Essentially, uh, it's going to be um, uh, easier to fire officers and get them suspended and get them decertified and, and along those those lines. Uh, post is going to issue that's the police officers uh, training council is going to uh, do an annual police. Uh, report uh, defining uh, the recruiting of minority efforts that each city has to go through. I, I don't know. I don't think um, I'm in favor of that. 
Um, I, you know, part of part of wanting to be treated as an equal citizen is not having to have special favors. That's it. Stop. Whether it's good or bad, right? Stop. Stop doing certain things to certain communities and just treat everyone fairly. So I certainly think the towns should target target them. But but an annual report. I mean, I, I, I don't know. What what's that going to do? And uh, new crowd control policies. Uh, hopefully, they will not mirror what's going on down in Florida. Uh, in, in require implicit bias training. Ensure that um, police disciplinary records are sub subject to Freedom of Information Act, Act requests. I'm in agreement with that. I don't think that officer training records should be secretive. I really, I really just don't believe that. Uh, uniformed police officers must have their names and badge numbers ready, visible, and outer garments. I wouldn't think that needed to be legislated, but apparently it does. Um, and the reason, let me just go back to the disciplinary record thing for a second here. The reason that I think that it's important that officers' um, uh, uh, disciplinary records are available is because I, I think that um, uh, uh, if you go to a doctor, you, you can Google the doctor. If you go to, uh, if you go into school, college, People can Google your the professor that you're likely to take and everything like that. So you can get records on these different type of people. Why is that not available for law enforcement officers? So forget the other the other people. I think I, forget the other professions. I think that it's important to be able to uh, have uh, and know what your officers are doing. You're paying their salaries essentially, um, and, and and officers shouldn't, shouldn't have anything to hide. I mean that's just the bottom line. We got to stop hiding behind certain things. Uh, civilians in town create civilian review boards, uh, body and dash cam cameras. I think that's by 2025. All cities and towns in the state of Connecticut will have to have body cam videos, uh, chokeholds and strangleholds, uh, and other tactics that restrain oxygen and blood flow are banned. And officers will have whistleblower protection to report excessive use of force. And an independent officer, Inspector General, will be used to uh, do con used to conduct use of force. But I believe it's not just use of force. I think it's it could be. I could be wrong about this, but it could be. And I think that it is just uh, uh, um, police involved killings. But I, but I, it, it says use of force. We'll just go with that. This is from the portal.ct.gov. So I'm assuming that their information is accurate. Um, so I'm in favor of, of the vast majority of those. Um, uh, you know, chokeholds, strangleholds, other tactics restraining blood flow are banned. Um, unless, of course, there's there. Unless, of course, the officer is dangerous and officer's life is in danger then all bets are off all, all full court press do what you got to do to 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 live uh for the officers um so that's so that's what we got going on here so the last point i wanted to talk about so we talked about one side of the aisle doing uh doing uh or one one segment of the population who is um who are out there just just completely disrespecting and slowing down in my estimation the progress towards any type of comprehensive police reform um, and then we've got people uh, on the political spectrum here who can't seem to get anything done, who are arguing and we're arguing about, about chokeholds and they don't want to ban this. And, and one of the biggest arguments that they're having, particularly on the federal level, uh, when they talk about the George Floyd act and all that is, uh, is, uh, this idea around qualified immunity. I'm not going to bore anyone with, with that. Um, you guys can look that up for yourself, but I think there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to qualified immunity. Qualified immunity applies to all all uh, uh, government workers, city, state, county, whatever, it applies to all of them. And they want the, the idea is is that in they want the government to be able to function and not be bogged down with litigation. So when and if a, a person is in good faith uh, doing their job, they don't they should not have to be sued for it. 
in the particular case of police officers where this becomes important is is that again police officers doing their job and and, and going about everything um should not could not be sued unless there was they could show that the officer did what he did in with malicious malice and intent right that willful acts of, of disregarding uh, clearly established rules regulations policies procedures and the law unless someone can prove that those things were 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 were, were the standard and were the norm that is um uh how and why uh when qualified immunity would kick in so unless an officer is doing something willful uh, they had qualified immunity they used qualified immunity uh if they if they were doing something willful and the qualified immunity doesn't apply then they could be sued and or arrested now what this becomes important is is i had a conversation with elliot specter please make sure you go back in the archives listen to my episodes with elliot specter and with uh, attorney dave yale both of them themselves former police officers who did the job uh and they went back to law school and got their law degrees and now they now now they're you know practicing law so this becomes important because uh in elliot specter's time of of investigation he looked at different cases particularly in the state of connecticut in which qualified immunity uh kicked in uh or, or didn't kick in in other words when they had willful when they, when when the prosecution or the defense or the plaintiff could prove that the officer did something that was clearly out of established bounds uh, of their authority so that becomes important so let's fast forward now to the George Floyd incident. Of course, um, it was not a willful act of willful intention, a murder, but it was reckless, right? This is this is where it gets hairy at, and this is what people want to change, and it's fine if they want to change. I just want to give an understanding of what happens uh, from the law enforcement perspective. Uh, so they want to change the standard in, in Connecticut, and I believe New York wants to change their standard as well, from, from willful acts all the way down to um, uh, reckless acts. In other words, the officer should have known that his actions would lead to serious physical injury and or death, right? Or or just injury, right? If you go outside your established known policies and procedures and or law, then you should know that these things would, would occur. In my conversation with uh, Elliot Spector, he himself agreed uh, that the Daniel Pantaleo uh, situation, uh, I, I'm forgetting the, the, I always forget the, the situation in new york the first chokehold eric garner eric garner case that it was an unfortunate situation however he did he did state that had that um eric brown eric garner uh should have uh that, that particular case was difficult because the officer in that case daniel pantaleo did not intentionally use malice in order to kill him they weren't trying to kill him now this is where the, this is where things get hairy at, and this is where I disagree slightly uh, with with uh, uh, Spector, and this is why I think that people want this the standard to change, right? Okay, because it's again it's have to be willful and it's to be against clearly poli policy procedures and or the law. In that particular case, he violated a policy. It was so it was a willful intentional act to violate policy you haven't been trained with this and in fact not only had they not been trained but but the use of uh chokeholds in policy procedure in new york had been banned so not only you do since the 90s so this officer more than likely had gone to the police academy was never told this and had received policy and procedure and training saying don't ever use it so and then when he gets into the to the real world outside the classroom he then applies this chokehold that he wasn't trained to use and that was banned. And then as a result of him using this tactic and this technique, the person dies and then they don't hold him responsible. 
And in that respect, I agree with the public 100% um, that um, he, he should have been held liable for that. But this is the case in these the scenarios that we're dealing with. And this is why we're, we're at the point that we're at. So I said all that to say that this we can't get anything done because many politicians don't want to get rid of qualified immunity, full broad, full spectrum. I'm not sure I do either. They want to end it for all different people. And I, and I don't I do not want to end that either. Some states are looking to do that. Some departments are looking to do that. I believe New York State is looking to end qualified immunity. It's going to be challenged in court. You have to give police officers some type of protection to go out there and do their job. As long as they're not out there being malicious, as long as they're if if and when they make good faith accidents. And I say that with all respect and deference, because I could be the victim of an accident tomorrow. I could get pulled over tomorrow. Nobody. Uh, in a different place where they don't know I was a police officer and they just tried to start treating me crazy, right? So, um, and, and I can lose my life. Man, that's that's a harrowing, terrifying act that no citizen in the United States should 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 think about when that when when and if they come in contact with the police that they may lose their life. That is not something that that is not something that we should that we should deal with. That is not a, a fear that we should have. Not a fear that we should have for our children. And, and no matter what your race is in this country. Um, and so to, to think that, that, that people suffer from that um, is intolerable and we have to fix that. And that's why I'm in favor of a lot of these changes and rules and everything like that. So I hope that I shed light on qualified immunity. I hope that Congress can um, can get some things done. I hope that states uh, will follow in, in line with Connecticut and pass some some, some things that I think they're going to get through. Um, uh, and, and really look at what they want to do. We're not talking about any qualified immunity, although some people are talking about any qualified immunity, full broad, full spectrum. I can't get with that. You have to give people the ability to make mistakes and accidents and not be held accountable and liable. As long as those mistakes are actual mistakes. And I know I, I, it sounds so, so harsh to say that it's a mistake, you know, that with someone, when, when someone lost their life, you can't undo these mistakes, right? We can't apply an eraser or some whiteout to the situation and have it go back and have it go back the other way. Somebody has lost their life and that is, that is, that is terrible and tragic. But also at the same time, as many think about the people, um, uh, all the officers lives that people that, that they actually save all the officers who actually save people's lives. Uh, think about them. If they're scared to do their job, then they're not going to. They're, they're going to. They're, they're, they're going to be scared to do certain things, and we can't have that. We can't have people jumping on police cars. We can't have people lighting dumpster fires, attacking attacking places. We can't have. There's been an uptick, as I mentioned before, in criminal activity, shootings. Uh, a friend of mine who lives in Minnesota, where all this is, was ground zero at, had to move out of that community and move his family away from that neighborhood because uh, because of the violence that had swept in. So if we want to, we got to think about long and hard about what we're calling for, what we're asking for, and how we go about them. How would we go about that? We've got to develop a better strategy about how we go about um, uh, getting these reforms that we want without without complete uh, security measures for our communities, without uh, overzealous police officers on the other side. And we got to bring these, these sides together, right? We need security. We need police forces. We need security in our neighborhoods so people can walk the street and we can drive around and be safe and secure. We can't have overzealous cops who are out there defying laws and breaking rules and getting away with it either. So we got to come to this nice, neat balance. And I really hope the Congress really understands that. And so we've got to come to an understanding about what qualified immunity is, really have some, some, some serious, hardcore dialogue and discussions about it. There's many numerous articles out there there's plenty of law, law scholars out there who can talk about what it is and how we can bring this about and make some tweaks and changes according to what it is. I don't have a problem personally with going 
from willful down to reckless because in, again, in the Pantaleo case, um, he should have known that his actions were going to do something. And in the Derek Chauvin case, he should have known that his actions were going to bring about this some type of permanent damage. So um, I hope that I shed light and qualified uh, unity. I hope that I gave some people some things to think about. Um, if you know people are out there who are out there doing this kind of damage, think about the long-term effects of this and how it's slowing down the progress and the changes that we want, that we want. So much love and peace, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and share. Police reform is more than just a trending topic. My name is Lawrence Hunter. I'm a retired police captain from the state of Connecticut, and I've written a new book called Police Reform. And I talk about the evolution of law enforcement here in America and what changes need to be made in order to improve the relationship between the police and the communities that they serve. Over the past few months, it has become increasingly more important and more evident that there's something amiss and awry between the police and the communities that they serve. So whether you're about defunding the police or defending the police, if you're about Blue Lives Matter or Black Lives Matter, no matter what side of the fence you happen to sit on, make sure that you pick up your copy of Police Reform today.